0: Willow will stay in here for bullshit and then I'll create her when we start the episode. Oh, you're going to be a part of the bullshit reel. She yes, does. you are. To minimize the s- time
1: that she will be upset. Aww. Okay, Willa, what do you think about Korean snuff cartoons.
2: <laughs> are they
1: better than Japanese deathmatch anime? Oh, did you? I loved how the Not Peter Sellers pronounced it. He was like, anime. <laughs> he
0: is not fancy. Peter fancy. Yeah. Anime. Peter Loners. <laughs> Very nice. That was more clever than anything in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's like um,
1: Tom Middleton. Tom Middleton. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's Tom a good Middleston.
1: one. I have a whole spreadsheet of him. <laughs> he's in, um, he's in, not, I was about to say The Princess Bride, but that's not correct. Uh, he's in have, Christmas uh, Prince. Oh. He's the, like, Loki-ish, mm-hmm. um, cousin or whatever. He so really he's Tom is. Middleston.
0: I have a, an A-lister set aside for someone that I haven't seen the, the A-lister version of, but it's Meg Lyon. <laughs> it's <whatever. laughs> you find a Meg Ryan, which she's, uh, she's documented. Find, find someone
1: with, like, impossibly huge eyes and lips. S- sort of spiky blonde hair of the 90s. Yeah, a, a, a knifey shag. Yeah. a knifey shag. Awful khakis. Yeah.
0: Jeremy Rentner. There's Patrick Dumpsy. Yeah. Joel McPale. I remember that. There's Matthew McConaughey, but it just spelled like con because he's conning you. (laughs)
1: of Why Did We Watch This, the podcast where some friends sit down with a troubled movie and a themed cocktail, watch it and discuss what worked, what didn't, and how they would fix it. I am Chris... Do you want a good night kiss? Ravel. I am Lee. Gary Leva. Dullahanty. I am Brendan. Shit and bricks and Trojan Horse Drischler. And we also have two returning very special guests. How many? Friends of the show. Two of them. Two? Now there are two of them. Please take it away, whoever wants to start first.
2: <laughs> uh, hello. I am Meg, classically trained gargantuan, coin. <laughs> and I'm Faith. Oh, this is
1: Bergman Johnson. <laughs> and as I am... Sure. You are aware based on those nicknames. We watched 2007's Watching the Detectives. Yep. Um, which, you know, starring Killian Murphy and Lucy Liu and some bit parts from, like, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, you know, like, everyone's in this movie. Jason Sudeikis in this movie, Paul Shears in this Paul movie Shears. for, like, five seconds. Literally five seconds. Allegedly Josh That's Gad, cool. but we yeah. didn't see him. Who? Yeah. Brett Gellman. Brett Gellman. Gellman's in it. I think that we should have a new recurring segment, actually, on the show that I'm going to propose right now. It's going to be called e <laughs> which is which we watched a movie and we're eternally on watch for Josh Gad to appear in this movie. <laughs> just in case, just in case. So I know we already did it with Murder on the Orient Express. Sure. You can award that one EGAD because he was in that movie. So, Josh Gad, just one? have an EGAD count. Yeah. This the EGAD like count is one. <laughs> yes, it's like an EGAD. Yes, whatever. whenever we get four of them, we win the yeah. EGAD award. And then we have to decide what that is for yes. so, yeah. okay, like ourselves. We treat ourselves by not watching a Josh Gad. I like this. Except, I mean... I feel like we almost have a, a slight quibble to make, which is while he, he is, is credited in this film, he failed, was not that's spotted. That's right. That's right. We did our best. We watched this movie very closely. Went through it with fine tooth comb trying to find Josh Gad. We could not find him. But, but he's credited, much like an elusive lice. Gad was not found, yep. even with a fine tooth comb. Before we get into you know the lack of Josh Gad if at all, <laughs> <laughs> what what drink got us through this honestly like aimless mess of a movie? I'm glad you asked, Chris. The drink that we made was called the poor sap. It had four ounces of bourbon, three ounces of cranberry juice, two ounces of club soda, an ounce of <laughs> syrup. The syrup that I used was a maple syrup that had been aged in rum barrels Ooh. that I got when I was in Vermont a while ago. Remy syrup. Or no, New Hampshire. I don't remember where I was. Anyway, yeah, one of those Yeah, one of those They're all pretty much the same. One's in your image of Canada, <laughs> basically. Um, and some rosemary sprigs for garnish. What you do is you mix the bourbon, the cranberry juice, and the syrup in a shaker with ice, strain that into a glass with ice in it, top with club soda, and then garnish with a rosemary sprig. And that's it. It was delicious. I felt we had the boozy version. Faith had a Faith had
0: a non boozy version. Right. I mean, that was just cranberry juice basically, but with club soda and syrup, syrup. and there was (laughs) syrup and there was rosemary, and it was good. Yeah. Without the bourbon, I wouldn't have liked it with it. So Um,
1: (laughs) the bourbon was a big presence in the alcoholic one, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I thought the cranberry tartness and the syrup rounded it out very nicely. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. From Adela Auntie, that's right. <laughs> you are not a I'm endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> not
0: really, like, if if I do, like, a whiskey-based cocktail, it usually would be, like, the, um, like, more of, like, an old-fashioned, like, more sure. just like, drinking whiskey with, like, some orange. Right. Or, like, a tiny bit of thing. Like, this is a bit um, unusual for me. You're not a bourbon baby. Yeah. Yeah, and it's oh. a little sweet. Not too. It's Bird not too babe. sweet, luckily. But it's uh, it's not usually my thing. But it was alright. The one my favorite was the one we had was the lemony one that we oh, had yeah. or something like the cowboy. or cowboy themed one that we had? Cowboy themed. Might have been the Bunraku yeah. one that we did with um Josh Hartnett. That was soju. I don't right? remember. No, that was well. That was the gacked drink. Well, there yeah. was. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we had yeah, of Lone Hart Ranger because didn't Lone Ranger? Yeah, have? The, yeah, the Lone Ranger one was also very good. Yeah. but In Bunraku, we did a cowboy one and a samurai. Oh, I remember what you. Mean. Oh, okay, that's okay. right. That's right.
1: That's right. We did you? Yes. Because I was only thinking of the samurai one, but you're we and and because
0: of the most expensive whiskey in the world, we would have done hot whiskey for that. Too. That's right. But I don't remember. One of the whiskey ones you've had before that was kind of like whiskey and lemony was delicious. But didn't it, it was with tea, right? Or something? Maybe I'm wrong. We I mean, have had.
1: Yeah. It anyway, was, anyway there,
0: it was a good. That's a, that's
1: a season one ancient memory. That's yeah, awesome what that is. <laughs> I actually would imagine that it would have been very sweet without bourbon. Yeah, no, no. I, I, yeah. I think it just kinda like, it. just kind of, like, sounds like fizzy cranberry
0: juice. <laughs> no, I mean, the yeah. cranberry was pretty strong, so oh, it wasn't so too sweet. the Bunraku
1: was a gin and tonic, which was sochu, tonic water, club soda, cucumber and Thai basil, and a $50 whiskey, which was just whiskey and ginger beer.
0: Oh, okay. Ooh. I think that the other, it was the Lone Ranger
1: one. The Hayao Silver, which was whiskey, lemonade, triple sec. Yeah. And lemon. That was good. In was fact, good. you could probably cut triple sec out of that and be mm-hmm. just fine. Yeah, I mean, whiskey and lemonade, obviously, that's like a, a, a proven standard. Yeah, Um. Yeah. so uh, this drink helped get through the plot question mark of this yeah. movie and if wanna,
0: so- we have to snack right yes
1: fave made two amazing snacks for us
0: well i mean technically i made one this was just because i was not sure how well the main snack would go over so i made sort of half and half but i made neil adventure popcorn <laughs> which you take a bag of microwave popcorn and a cup of brown sugar a quarter cup of corn syrup half cup of unsalted butter one eighth teaspoon cream of tartar one half teaspoon salt and you mix all those except the popcorn like on the stove until it comes to a boil, pour it over the popcorn, and then drizzle it. Well before actually before you pour it, you add a teaspoon of baking soda and a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, mm. then pour that over the popcorn. You gotta bake that in the oven for like well you know, I don't know, half an hour, stirring it every once in a while to kinda of set the caramel, let it sit what overnight. Temperature. And then <laughs> <Good> question what, <laughs> what temperature? <laughs> Uh two hundred. Okay. Two hundred. Yes. I default
2: to three fifty unless I'm told otherwise. So. Yeah,
0: you gotta make you gotta bake it low. I don't really know what that does, because I did it the recipe told me to do it for an hour and I'm just like, that's excessive. Also, Brendan was coming over, so I was like, whatever, it's fine. Yep. And then <laughs> Going Rogue. <laughs> then that you add a melted bar of chocolate mixed with like two yes. teaspoons of ancho chili, drizzle that over top, let it set, and then you have your popcorn, which I was kind of thinking like movie snack, which I was thinking yeah. popcorn and like milk duds, but I'm just like, what's something adventurous and make it spicy? So it delicious, yeah, it's very it's very,
1: cool. very good. good. And it was really yummy. I think I should also say, real quick, that the reason why this was a bourbon drink at all was because I thought this was going to be a detective movie. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, what are drinks that detectives Wait. like in Film type movies? Like, oh, hard liquor, so maybe mean, bourbon or something like that. You saw the word detectives in the title. Of I think I'm anything sure, to do with detectives. I'm pretty sure one of the synopses or like a Wikipedia summary or something also mentions that it's like. Like a noir style, or they mentioned specifically. There's a noir style opening, right? Maybe. They mentioned specifically that Killian Murphy is like a fan of noir movies, which well, like they talk I guess about Lucy Liu being a femme photographer
0: yeah. Yes. Which is
1: yeah. So like this on paper, when I I had never seen this movie before, yeah. never heard of it, didn't know it existed, was much happier several weeks ago, <laughs> and so that I just assumed actually this was going to be some sort of like modern day noirish type right. movie, but maybe like a little bit of a comedy also, and it's really not at all. Nope. So like in retrospect, I think had I known that, I would not have necessarily gone the bourbon route that I did. I'm not upset that I did, no. but I'm saying that. But at the time, that was the logic behind the theming. Since you were talking about popcorn and movies, it occurred to me I should probably yeah, explain myself. For a film that that sets up expectations that are not met, um, I feel like a bourbon drink for a movie that did not turn out to be a film noir is kind of a perfect fit. It's more of a film yacht. Nyat? Yeah. I mean, Nyot. if you're really gonna go Nyot-y. with like
0: the theme of this movie, you'd have to just like <laughs> change drinks every like fifteen. That's minutes true. We could have done like seven
1: different drinks. Yeah. Been, like, I don't know. Whatever you feel. It's like like take part of it and then, like Nyot. set it
0: aside and ignore All it forever. Five different. Of beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw them
2: all out the window um, after yeah. you're done. Yeah. So,
1: anyway, speaking of what this For movie excitement. is about, can
0: someone just return to our old friend Wikipedia and tell us what they have to say? <laughs> I um, won't. First, I want to just call out that um, this is a very sad sentence before the plot, which is uh, the film, which played in film festivals in 2007, did not secure distribution to theaters and instead went straight to TV yeah. Shocker! <laughs> Shocker! Had a budget of 2 million and its box office is listed as 15,000. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, more than God. I thought.
2: What? Fifteen thousand.
0: They spent two million on that. I know. Yeah. Harsh. Probably Where?
1: Like, wait, I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, like Lucy killing Murphy. Yeah. Entirely that. And then everyone else was like, "Wait, I can be in a movie with them. You don't okay. need to
0: pay me." Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. like, two million's not that much. So no. Here we go. So I guess. So that's true. This is what the movie's about. It's uh, pay attention. This can be some twists and turns, or rather, okay. a, <laughs> a series of cul de sacs.
2: <laughs> turn right. Turn right. Turn
0: right. <laughs> ah. All right, the film opens on a dark film noir black-and-white scene where a 1940s-style detective shoots a villain for trying to return a late video. (laughs) What? The lights come up, revealing that we are watching a commercial for Gumshoe Video, and the detective is Neil Killian Murphy, the store's owner, who is premiering the ad for Friends at a party at his modest cinephile's video store. His girlfriend, Denise, Heather Burns who appears in the commercial, does not show up for the celebration. The next day, Neil uh, meets Denise at a restaurant, but before he goes to the table, he gets a waiter to spill a glass of water on her just to watch her overreact. She is not amused by the prank and tells him he needs to get his life together instead of just watching movies and playing immature games. He casually breaks up with her, telling her she is not enough like Catherine Ross in Butch Cassidy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so insane. Something we've all said to our that partners. That is a so red flag dodge, dodge for her. As <laughs> yeah,
0: Back at the store, Neil is watching a film with his friend-slash-employee Jonathan Jason Sudeikis when femme fatale Violet, Lucy Lou, makes her entrance, turning his head. Violet has no identification or credit card for her rental deposit, so she persuades him to take $50 cash, which he puts in an envelope under his antique cash register. Okay. Odd detail to include. Yeah. yeah. Vintage. When she returns, she surreptitiously steals back the deposit, making him think he lost it, but she says he can take her out for a $50 dinner to make it up to her. At the date, Violet arrives first and pretends that she has already gotten really drunk. When Neil does not try to take advantage of the situation, she reveals her joke and they proceed with dinner. At her urging, they go to a media giant store, his corporate competitor, and hide in the closet until after the employees lock up for the night. Then, they switch a bunch of DVDs into the wrong cases and knock over some displays while fleeing. Whoa. The next day, they spy on the media giant and see an employee talking to a police officer. Later, (laughs) that's the end of that. (laughs) Later, police detectives drop by a gumshi video to question Neil about the media giant break-in. Once they have completely scared him, Violet appears, and she and the cops begin laughing hysterically at the ruse. A flummoxed Neil secretly trails Violet back to her house... Where they end up in bed Falling in love The following morning They go for a romantic swim (laughs) for (laughs) Sure Sometime later Neil is leaving To meet Violet at the park When he runs into his friends Uh Not not of note Sorry I'm skipping Casting announcements When they're just too unimportant Yeah That's (laughs) perfectly fine Uh, Who beg to come along And meet his new girlfriend Violet feeds them another party's picnic meal and leaves them to answer for it. <laughs> Neil tries to make their next day quieter by watching a basketball game, but a bored Violet then does not want to stay the night. Later, he goes to see a band play at Jonathan's bar and spies her flirting with a musician. Jealous, he stages a rock guitar scene at her... Uh, for their, for her at their next date. After they have sex, she reveals that she just staged the club scene and before going to sleep, tells them about all the musicians he has dated, including a bald Polish avant-garde musician who stalks her from city to city. Paranoid, Neil imagines that every bald white guy he sees is the stalker until Violet stages a scene where she has been tied to a chair by her ex, the bald giant who turns out to be her friend Dennis. Uh, frustrated by Violet's tomfoolery, Neil breaks up with her. Neil runs into Denise and realizes that he has treated her somewhat like Violet has treated him, and that he misses Violet and the excitement she created. So when she calls him and tells him to come to her workplace, he does. She tricks him into stealing money from her job at an illegal casino, thinking it is another one of her fake scenes. He is shot at and chased. Neil is exhilarated by the crime, but Violet takes the money and lets him know that he has been used. Neil is very distraught at another breakup, but Violet returns to say that the breakup was a joke too. Neil initially infuriated, but Violet convinces him that his life is more interesting and adventurous with her in it. They make up and drive off to Graceland in the new car Violet bought with some of the robbery money. Graceland? What? what, what did you say, no, they say Graceland. We That's the last the thing Grace that they land, land, land on. I thought they said Vegas. I think they might have said at the they beginning. They finally but, settled oh, on Vegas. They said weekend in Vegas first. You know, I just, okay. I, I love how
1: this, whoever wrote this Wikipedia summary just kept calling them jokes. There are jokes. Were well, these well, jokes? That was a
0: joke? That was a joke?
1: <laughs> it's all a joke. At the end of it, life it sounds
0: like you're watching like a fucking... Michelle Gondry movie where like, right. a guy can't wake up from a dream. Right. <laughs> it just resets into a yeah. new scene where he's yeah.
1: strangely as gullible as a baby, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. This movie, watching The Detectives, as you might glean from that Wikipedia summary, has a bit of, like, a weird shape and kind of, like, well, structure I, to it. So I just want to say, you never seen this movie before. Never. Never heard of this movie before. Mm-hmm. I... Ditto. Meg Same. Ditto. Ditto. Faith, you're the one who suggested we watch this movie. I did. Lee, you had seen this You've movie. You brought this upon us.
0: <laughs> when Faith first told me she was watching this movie, she was like, Hey, I'm watching this movie and I was like I think you asked you asked me if I'd seen it and I was like Yeah, I was like halfway through and I'm like, this feels like this something Lee like, might have watched. I was like, Yeah, this looks like something I would have seen and I actually remembered hearing about it or seeing a trailer and being like yes this is a movie for Lee but (laughs) I, I maybe because of the straight to video thing I was like well I don't know maybe I didn't get a chance to see it I don't know and then when I watched it at the beginning of this week uh, about 10 minutes in, I was like, Yes, I have seen this movie. The more every, every like scene that would come up, I would be like, This is coming back to like as it was happening. I was like, Yep, that checks out, that checks out, seen that. I remember that. It's like all like the nom flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, uh, I had seen it, and there are a lot of movies are like this, I think. And it doesn't one of these cases is different from the other, like it doesn't really mean that, like it was that bad that I wiped it out. But it, it is just one of those movies that I saw and have completely <laughs> deleted from my brain because it was storing something else in it instead. Did not need it, yeah. Yeah, unneeded <laughs>
1: information. I think it's just interesting to note because this is a movie is starring two actors who are like... Pretty well known. I, I don't know if they're bankable names, but like enough. I think at the time they were probably Estab- like, Estab- the established movies. names, and just this movie doesn't exist now. Also, this is another movie that does not exist. We've
0: well, had and quite like a few
1: of those. We season. have, and I mean, I think to a certain point, you will allow it for movies like this, which are clearly like low budget indie movies, where it's like if you've never heard of this, it's kind of like, well, okay, of course you haven't heard of this. Versus something like the Big Wedding, which is every single star <laughs> in Hollywood was in this oh. movie, and like still somehow this movie it, it, doesn't but exist.
0: Also, like I feel like both of these actors are now more more TV known, right? Because mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, uh, I mean I think I mean Peaky Blinders, Peaky Blinders
1: certainly, but I think yeah. Killian Murphy has still does a fair amount of movie stuff. Yeah. I think like Peaky Blinders was like a prestige TV project, you know? Yeah, right. But
0: he still works with Christopher Nolan all the time, right. although he never gets anything to do in Christopher Nolan movies. Right. But like, up here. yeah. It's just like people yeah know who they are, and I think in 2007 people knew who they were. Yeah. And I guess this is made by some guy from the Broken Lizard comedy troupe, wh- right. with which I am not familiar, but I know is a thing that people like.
1: Right. But it's, it's like Reno 911 and, like, um, what was the movie? Super Troopers. Yeah, Super Troopers. Which I
0: remember liking a lot. And I couldn't tell you if I would still like it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I guess that's how it got funded, although that wasn't exactly a hit. So, as far as I know... I don't yeah. think so, but... I mean, I guess a cult hit... You know, it is a hit with I a have to imagine with the broader comedies that they are very cheap to make and easy right. to get buzz and seeds for. Yeah.
1: Right, and I suppose for something like that, that's easier to market, too. That's yeah. a pretty straightforward... Commercial, You know, like, hilarious cop antics, right? Yeah. We get it. With here, it's how do you sell this movie? Which I think, again, <laughs> relates to the concept, like, what is this movie first? Like, it's... what is the thought of this movie? There's, like, any one of seven things <laughs> this movie could be. It's, it's essentially Lucy Liu running a series of, like, candid camera gags on Killian Murphy. But there is no candid camera setup. It's just... Right weird she is the candid Camera. that she's no. enacting on him. Yes. Her one-woman play I am a candid camera. <laughs> oh God, I, I would believe it. I would believe that character has a one-woman play with that title. <laughs> yeah. There's no really, like, build or, like, through line either. It's literally just, here's another improbable situation and wouldn't you know it? Lucy Liu was behind it again. Yeah, yeah. When you know Killian Murphy fucking falls for it he's Every
0: single time. Just a series of anecdotes that are somehow related. And it's, like, slower than you think it is, too. Yeah. And, like, Mm -hmm. when you are I mean maybe not the generally maybe this is a me thing but like when I look at it and I expect maybe a sort of screwball plotline I expect that like there's sort of a whirlwind of activity that she right. brings, and that there's, like, sort of a, a An escalation. And, yeah, or, like, yeah, some sort of plot or journey that she is going to propel him on. But it's just like they start dating. Right. And, like, weeks go by, and it's like, yeah, it's just another weird episode of me dating this woman. Right, and yeah. she so keeps doing weird things, and he keeps falling for it, and they yeah. keep not really addressing it. It, it almost, like... Until the it, very end, in
1: which she's like, I don't get how you're this fucking gullible. Like, <laughs>
0: this type of arc... This type of story would work better in, like, a sitcom format, where, like, right. every week... Every single like, week, it's a new wacky... Yeah, Something I more serial. A new scheme for that, this... Yeah, yeah. Like, it's things perfect. kind of reset in between, but instead, it's just kind of like, here's yeah. an inciting incident over and over again. It would sort of be, like,
1: Jarma and Greg, the future. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: But it it's like, is, why it, are you not exhausted by this? Right! <laughs> isn't it just I Love Lucy at that point? <laughs> I, guess, like, so. Isn't there kind I guess so. I guess so, but losers. I feel like it, if like Lucy was getting Ricky killed more often. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if like
1: yeah. she was hiding in the bongos because like a mob boss was trying to hunt her down. If Ricky comes home and there's like a mobster in the closet with a machine gun pointed at her. he's like, "Oh." Yeah. Lucy, I High Stakes Isle of Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> it is in and it, of itself just very episodic, right? And there's really no conversation between the episodes. I guess if you had to squint, the thing that's building is Killian Murphy's
0: exasperation. Yeah, I mean, it starts with this, like, media giant thing. It was just set right. up in the first ten minutes, and you're like, right. well, this is a good component. Right, and it's complex. like, it makes you think that, like, the entire movie is going yeah. to be about
1: the threat of this large video store. Like, again, this is one of, like, the seven plots this movie could be, right? Is it about this tiny, independent video store going up against this, like, large conglomerate? Like, immediately, their first date is basically, like, them hiding in this video store, fucking shit up, and, you know, almost getting caught. So you kind of think, like, oh, is the entire movie going to be back and forth between these two video stores? It's not. Spoiler alert, it's not. It doesn't come back. We don't really mention Media Giant ever again, except when they see the cop. Yeah, I guess, like, through the cops, but that's it. Yeah. And it's weird, because you're right. We are in... To this movie is the ad, which is then immediately followed up by a reference to their competitor media right. giant. One of the things that you think this movie could be is it could almost be like Clerks, which is which the thought was that I had watching this. This could just be like a hangout movie where it's all these wacky characters who all work in a video store and they're going up against this large video conglomerate. And it's like, oh, how do they react to like the imminent threat of losing their jobs? How, what's the relationship between all these people? Maybe someone new starts the video store. Your audience surrogate
0: for this sort of thing, but like, no, it's not but that. Isn't, really, isn't he the sole proprietor of there's no part-time employees, right? <laughs> well, I well think Jason Sudeikis and like the waiters, here seller sellers. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. right. he has another job. I thought they just were hangers. on I no, I think because Jason Sudeikis does
1: also work in the bar. That's true, but I assume they work there too because he at various points he asks Jason Sudeikis to watch the store.
0: Yeah, and like when they're playing basketball, and there's like the guy out front who's like, "Hey, why is there no one in the store?" Jason Sudeikis is like, "Oh, I'll go take care of him." Yeah. So he at yeah. least I, could, like, I guess I just assumed assume it was it. like a the oh. a cafe. Sinatra situation or whatever, But right? <laughs> like the the busker musician who is there every day is also just tasked with right. doing things. Yeah, so, so well, if are gonna, gonna sit your ass down in the cafe yeah, you're, yeah, you're if you're gonna spend your
1: entire day here, you might as well watch the store for yeah, us for yeah. a while. Seems
2: like, well, you know how to do that. Yeah, stuff. I mean, well, you don't no, really work here, but the, like you're you, my friend, and you know what I need to do. So you, you
1: see the oily theater sellers type it. guy flipping Feed through a catalog. What's that? I Peter think learners. he actually works. Yeah. Part. you see, you No, know, he must, because you see the scene toward the end where he's slipping through a catalog and he's like, oh, there's like 8,000 videotapes we could buy from this guy. If we buy them in book, we get free shipping, but otherwise we could go through them individually and right. then we don't get free shipping. So it's like, clearly he must work there because like he's...
0: Yeah, I, I would buy that because he... Is he an active film student up by the fact that he looks like he's 50? <laughs> <Seems> <laughs> Maybe he's in grad school. Because yeah. they, they talk about his film school, but like, what film school do you go to? Yeah. Which oh, is a real... <laughs> they say that at some point oh, he says it. that, or someone says that to him. One of like the scenes, like on the couch, where they're just he, like, talking he, because about. Because somebody snuff, doesn't right? know something about a movie, and they're like, "What film school did you go to that you don't know this?" Oh, stupid ass. Uh, Korea yeah, animated yeah, snuff yeah.
1: film. Yeah. That was going to be my nickname. Oh. Uh, Korean uh, um, um,
0: snuff film. Korean
1: snuff cartoon. Yeah, that was it. Do you want yeah. to go back Japanese and just, uh, death match? Yeah. Do you want to go refilm that? No, I a little late for that. Refilm it. Yeah, refilm it. Let's take it from the reading, guys. This is all unusable. Yeah, sorry. Burn it.
0: Burn it.
2: At the end, and yeah. cut it
0: to the front. Um, but no, the other thing that could have been a plot, if we actually cared to get, because because it's another thing that is established early and comes back, is illegal blackjack. To get right. To know. Right. <laughs> Which I kind of like, it, it's such a weird
1: thing because it comes off as like a throwaway joke <laughs> where really Jason Sudeikis yeah. is suggesting ways that they could earn money. And he says, like, oh, you know, like some towns have illegal underground blackjack rings. You have to get in using a secret password and yeah. like nobody knows about it. And Killing Murphy's like, that's dumb. That's bullshit. And then like later on, you find out there is one of these in their town and Lucy Lou works there. And you kind of think that it should play off as a punchline to the joke where, no, that's right. Because Kelly Murphy isn't even the one who's like, no, that's stupid. He's just saying like, he's just sort of like confused by the premise. But like, yeah. be one thing of Kelly Murphy's character was like that's done like no town would have something like this that's completely nonsensical why would such a thing exist and at the end it could be sort of like oh it does exist yeah. it the, was under
0: my nose the whole time the, like and the the cherry on the top for that joke is that Jason Stig and when he looks out the window Jason Stick is just down there playing blackjack Just <laughs> <which is> like <laughs> no no no, oh, no. that's That'd not the yeah that would be the, the that would be, w- that w- that would be a, a, a good better movie yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Says, like that's like he thinks it's ridiculous because he's never heard of a yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. interesting you yeah. would
1: bring that up too, because I would say there's a few instances in this movie where you get the idea that, like, oh, I think you misunderstood what would have been funny here. Because that's not the only moment. I'd say the other one too is when the guy's playing music in a flat in one of Lucy Liu's flashbacks where like she and I guess oh, like, yeah. a friend are just watching this guy play music and he eventually falls off the roof. Well, no, he just doesn't apparate. fall off, yeah. He jumps
0: off because he like he hit, like the peak of his life, yeah.
1: No, he wants so. no, but he jumped because she says something like he spent his entire life trying to learn the guitar solo from fucking whatever, yeah. And then he finally does it. When, like they're on the roof watching him, and he like finally does it, and they're all like, "Hooray, you did it!" And Lucy Liu in voiceover says like, "And he only had one, like, there's only one thing he could do now that he completed his life school." And you yeah. see him run off the edge of the roof and commit suicide. No,
0: I understand the intent that he is meant to be committing suicide, but he, you, when you cut to him, he's already standing on the edge of the roof <laughs> with his with his guitar, so he just finished the solo and it doesn't you, when you're looking at it out of if you were on you even have some pedals on it does it kind of looks like he falls like it kind of looks like he just like finished it and it goofed and fell but off then, and
1: then also there's a fundamental misunderstanding where like Brandon I think you were the one who pointed this out if they had cut after he falls off the roof there's a joke there. Well, I think but the th- fact that we stick around and like see his crumpled body, and then we see them yeah. react and run away, you're yeah. like, oh, so, bless you. So this was like bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the joke is just he jumps off, and you cut before he even like disappears from frame. Yeah. It's, just it's just, like, they take it a little
0: too far. Right. It happens so
1: quickly that you're sort of like, oh, that's goofy. But the fact that like we see the aftermath is sort of like, oh, yeah. this is upsetting. But contrary I mean- wise, it's then followed with the chase scene of Lucy Liu being pursued by <laughs> her Pollock musician ex boyfriend, with like chasing, violin. yeah, playing a violin. <laughs> chasing her around an apartment the or something. Did. Honestly, it was yeah. one of the, it's the yeah. funniest thing that happened the to you. Yeah. It's so
0: funny. IT Crow did that suicide joke correctly. Yes. They staged it where like, uh, the denim Redum guy yeah. just like opens the window and just like Very steps nonchalantly. Steps yeah.
1: just, just very nonchalantly like walks like, from the window, yeah. plops out, and like,
0: no one even reacts from it at the table just sort of <laughs> yeah. like, what? Like, you just yeah, kind of like, it's just like, what what just happened? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, that's how you would have staged that kind of like, human, that it was the only one thing left to do. To yeah. So I guess like,
1: Something we can take away from this is I suppose the plot is just Lucy Lou and Pranks. It's very really right. Lucy yeah. Lou this
0: plot. Yeah. yeah. It's very Lucy Lou this plot.
1: Lucy-goosey-loo. Yeah, Lucy Goosey Lou. Let's talk about Lucy-Goosey Well I was because... gonna say, I mean I'm just saying, like, if you think about this, just like talking about the basic plots of this movie, like we said, there are like any number of ways this plot could have gone. Because like at the end of the movie, as Wikipedia mentions, there is the scene where he's talking to his ex-girlfriend and he has like this sudden realization that he was doing the same thing that Lucy Liu is doing to him kind early of. on in the movie. But, like, he's not. Because what he does is he... For whatever reason, it makes no sense. I don't know why he does it. He does it to see her reaction, apparently. I don't know why. But, like, in the beginning, when he's going to meet his girlfriend for dinner, he has a waiter spill a glass of water in her lap so that, like, he can see how she reacts and, I guess, like, gauge who she is as a person.
0: Well, all he does is watch things. Well, and I, if he wants to watch this that, happen, I is guess, that, guess is what they're going for,
1: but... That would make sense. And then I guess I would also ask... Is Is he also, is that also the reason why he fake cries a couple of times? To, like, see how people react? I mean, but, like, the the thing, I don't don't know, know, maybe. Because the only time where he really fake cries is in the beginning. Yeah. Excuse me. Whenever he goes into his office and the couple, his friends with their baby are sitting out there, and they close the door and you hear him like sobbing hysterically. And he opens the door and he's like, "Ah, just kidding, you dummies. Like, I'm not really sad. I pretended to cry." I'm like, right. oh, "Oh, Killian Murphy, you so silly." And then at the end of the movie, he's doing the exact same
0: crying, but I think it's supposed to be real, right? Yeah, it's because supposed to be like he's having a real emotional break, yeah. right? That's just but like a bad directing and acting. Yeah, so it like just it's just It's like not something you would be in a normal, right. grounded,
1: realistic scene. It's and just, like, but like the thing is too is then the movie like turns it into a joke because like it's one thing if he's just crying hysterically or working the register if everyone around him is just sort of like oh yeah. okay but you see him at some sort of company baseball game where he's at bat and swing the bat and hits a triple and like runs around the bases all going
0: like Aah! Yeah. The entire
1: time, they're like, it's kind of funny, I guess. You know, like, that that's a joke, I guess. You could mine humor from the fact that this guy is just, like, sobbing like an idiot while still living <laughs> his life, yeah. you know, probably. <laughs> Prior to that, it's not a joke, I think. No. Like, the movie wants you to think, like, it's kind of serious. And if it's not supposed to be a joke, I'm not really getting any sort of reason to care about their relationship, you right. know? No. Like, if he's do- if he's doing this so goofily, it feels like he doesn't really care about her. So what's the point? And then you have the whole thing about how, like, they, they, they mentioned. mentioned think Lucy Luce has this line where she says something about, like, like oh, like, you're always, like, you know, you're, you're always watching movies and you're never living life or whatever. Like, like this is what you do. You're not actually engaging in things. You're just watching old films and you're watching people play basketball when you could go out and play basketball yourself. I don't think that's, like, a thing that he really does in this movie. You don't see it. Right. You don't, it's not like you see, it's not like this is a character who, like, you see go home and just sits in front of his TV set for the entire night. Or, like, even, again, he works at a video store. You could just see him planting himself in front of a screen and, like, customers come and he's just, like, oh, yeah, Look over there. That's, yeah. that's where Westerns it are. It seems there.
0: like he does play. Cause he is playing basketball. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Like he has he friends and a life and like yeah. a career. Yeah. Like, Honestly, that, that speech
1: that she gives him felt like almost like the writer was like, Oh my God. I, there is actually no reason for this to be happening. What's the reason? What's the reason? I don't know. Is that a video story. I guess it's, he's always watching things. He's right. got to participate. Right. And so you also think, like, and again, like, this was the synopsis that I sort of thought was going to happen for this movie when I was reading the synopsis on IMDb or something. And it's, like, it basically seems to imply that the story is about Killian Murphy, who likes to watch movies, and then one day a woman shows up, and this woman is effectively a screwball comedy heroine. And it's kind of like, oh, I thought movies would be so great, and now I'm actually, like, living a screwball movie. What a fool I was to think that. Sure, living in a movie. would be good, yeah. and it turns out it's actually not. But, like, again, that's also not really what the movie's well, about. Well, that's
0: what the movie's definitely trying to be. Not necessarily screwball, though, but he, but it's, like, the thesis statement right. where he breaks up with Denise because she's not, like, a character from one of the movies he likes. Catherine like, Ross and... Yeah, yeah. Catherine Ross. Ra- so I like, mean, to be fair,
1: I've broken up with them because they're not like Catherine Ross and Donnie Darko, so I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so he, he definitely... It definitely is a movie about, like, be careful what you wish for. Thing. Right. I want but someone it, like the movies, but... When he gets it, he's like, oh, this is actually miserable. I think that might be improved if Lucy Liu was a
1: more consistent character. I think they want her to be kind of a screwball comedy heroine, but she comes off as more just like a manic pixie dream girl at best. Right. Or like mm-hmm. a fucking lunatic at worst. And like, this is
2: on at best. Yeah, yeah, at you know, best. Like yeah. a very, yeah. like it was trying to that. Right, no, yeah. Be best case scenario, it even she's
1: mad. that. Worst case scenario, like she should be in an institution somewhere. <laughs> other people are going to be harmed
0: because yeah. of the result a of her actions. A danger Uh herself and others. Yes, things. exactly. Uh, I, was gonna, I was thinking at some point... This movie feels like sometimes it's like watching a really bad mystery box TV show at a certain mm-hmm. point because like you just every scene you're like all right what's the next fucking on carpet yeah. pulling thing right. like the rug pulling thing going to be like so there's that scene where you get the friends to go go to someone else's picnic right and a couple shows up and they're like you're eating our food I my first instinct was like oh a cheat. She hired some people to pretend like this is their food. Yeah. But it turns out, which is an equally possible scenario, that it was just actually she just She found a picnic basket, basket and it. just like, yeah. Yeah. It's like trying to guess what shenanigan A or shenanigan B is happening. Right. Because you, you as the viewer always know that something's at play here, but you yeah. just can't figure out what. at Well, to It's like, who play. is her intended, like, victim? Is it, like, the people from whom she stole the basket right. or just her new friends she wants to prank them but it's like really it's just like you're just kind of screwing everyone over well, in this and scenario if
1: every, <laughs> if every single improbable situation is just her having set something up eventually it becomes very repetitive and there's really no point at which you're like oh here's actual tension i don't know what's going on because by this point you understand okay like we're gonna pull the rug out and it was lucy the all along again it also kind of feels like after any number of those scenes, Killy Norphy should be like, Maybe we should reevaluate this, maybe we should have a discussion about like what it is that we're doing here. It doesn't really quite happen that way. The scene where the, going back to like the picnic basket scene, that entire that entire sequence where it starts with Lucy Liu picking up his friend's baby. She's like, Can I pick up the baby? And their friend's are like, sure, you can pick up baby. And Lucy Lou picks it up and then she's like, Oh, I dropped him! Like <laughs> pretends to drop him real quick, but like catches him, and their friends are like, oh, <laughs> you're so funny. Right. And then later they go on again to to eat the food that was from another couple's picnic basket. As a note, one of the items that Lucy Lewis says she definitely made was like a, a tupper container of red jello and yeah. the reaction of the wife of the other couple is like, you know, I've always, I've yeah. tried that a couple times, yeah, I've never been never able make to make it. it. And I just, I want to talk to her. Yeah. What's your life like? Exactly. I <laughs> it's really do, jello. I really do want to know it's like, Jell-O. was there like, supposed to be more elaborate dessert the, the other day? She was like, ah, oh, fuck, we didn't get anything. Yeah. I don't know, just throw some jello. Props! Yeah.
0: <laughs> and why does Lucy Lewis say the secret ingredient to her, like, jello salad is salt? Salt. Is it one of those like weird vegetable jellos, even though it's red jello? Oh, it could be. Like jello with like yeah. also food or something. As someone who's done, like done a lot of I thought it something. was salsa,
2: honestly, when oh. she took
1: it out because it I was a chug- the first time I watched a it. A bowl, like a Tupperware <laughs> bowl of like, sangria? I don't know, man. She's
0: kooky, okay? Yeah, listen, you don't know
1: what container she's going to put her sangria in. <laughs> you do periodically <laughs> that want to put salt in sweet foods because it adds contrast to it. I
0: did, have, I guess that there is salt in. Yeah, salt so ones. I'm just saying, like, I
1: don't know if you want to add it to jello, but I'm just saying, I guess you know what. Faith is saying is that Lucy Lou is right.
0: Yeah.
1: And what Saying is that at the end of that scene, you like cut you like you leave it basically with the other the original couple coming to the picnic basket. Me like, uh, why are you eating our food? And the couple that uh, Killian Murphy is there with are both like, oh, oh, and like you know take the food out of their mouths. And the next time you see Killian Murphy and Lucy Lou, Killian Murphy's like, oh no no, they thought you were great. You kind of expect it to <laughs> yeah, be like, I thought it was funny, right? You kind of expect it to be like <laughs> alive. That you'll see the couple later on. And they'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with your crazy ass girlfriend? <laughs> she, she pretended to drop our baby. She got us in trouble with this random couple because she said that like this was her picnic basket, and you expect it to be like this eventual thing where all his friends are like you need to get away from this lunatic woman right yep, you it's die. a lot of a bomb scenario
0: instead exactly it's right. a lot of bomb
1: scenario <laughs> where when I was first watching this I just wondered like what a hot ticket are we gonna pull back and just find out like each of these were just like someone imagining this just because it was so weird how there were no consequences wow I'm gonna try that one again it was so weird how there was no consequences um from like uh, incident to incident, they all—it's almost as if they're all kind of vacuum sealed from each yeah, other. Yeah, they just yeah. kind of
0: throw away bags. You can put them in
1: any there. order. A,
0: the penultimate one where they actually rob actual mobs yes. with right. actual <laughs> shotguns. And they, they actually they talk about, like, yeah, I bought a car with that money. And then no one's worried about the repercussions. Right. Right, no, that's terrifying. Your life is irrevocably changed now because you just stole
1: $20,000 from this underground gambling ring. They're going to figure out who you are. Right. Yeah. They know that you came and dressed as a cowboy. They're going to figure out that, like, they know what you look like. They're going to be, like, eventually, like, hey, there's this film nerd who owns a video store and he dresses
2: His up face all the time. Wasn't right. Up. No. So it's not to him fair, to down.
0: they look, they, they, they came off as, like, movies, like, screwball comedy, movie goofball. I like, agree. Where they're like, I don't know what we're we don't know what we're doing, but <laughs> I know. I, I agree with that too. But then the,
1: I think the fact that they start trying to shoot at them is what does it. Yeah. Like I think if it had just been a like calm misunderstanding, like, hey, run after them, get them, yeah. and they right. pull out guns, the I'd movie, be like,
0: okay, it's just fun. The movie wants you to just forget about that and just imagine that, like, don't. Worry. don't yeah, worry like, about. look, it's all figured out. They're never gonna chase yeah. down this couple just again. Just there's just, there's no worry. real stakes. Yeah. On the, ever the ever way heard. out, they called and the cops, called and
1: guns. those guys were arrested. Right. Yeah, and they'll never come. They'll never come out of jail ever. I wondered if at a certain point, like, was there like a genre? of these incidents were supposed to be playing to? Like, was there a movie she that's was like referencing? A, yeah, That's a
0: really intuitive thing, actually. I mean,
1: like, I mean, that's like a definite thing you could have done with this movie, right? right. Where like... Well, the, because, Lucy Liu just leads him through a genre tour Right, right, basically. Uh, yeah. It could either be like movie he likes, movie she likes, or, I mean, just... I feel like this movie was needed, that connection between Lucy Liu's line about like, you just watch and never like partake... And we needed to, A, we needed to actually see both of those things happen in the movie, which we don't. But I kind of feel like if we wanted to really connect that, then I feel like each of these incidents should play in that direction. Right. I mean, I think like it should be deconstructing in some way, maybe a trope that she knows he really enjoyed. Yeah. I think that's easily something you, this movie could have done also for a story, frankly. We're still going back to that well. The idea that they're running through various almost parodies of movie right. tropes. Mm. And, like, you know, you do a rom-com for their meet-cute, and then you do, like, you end with the gangster one, and then you also have, like, a crime one where they're seen in the video store. And every single time that he does it, it's him realizing, like, oh, this thing that I thought was really cool mm. is actually not really cool in real life. I shouldn't be sitting there wanting to, like, live out these absurd scenarios. Like, that's actually not something that any normal human would want to do. The
0: giant... Not my fix here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the giant, is. the giant, jealous <laughs> violinist. Yeah, I feel
1: like a horror sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I mean, like that would have been something pretty fun, frankly, if the movie just kept sort of spoofing various genres throughout. Yeah. But instead, it's just her being a nut nut.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it kind of like vaguely name drops some movies, but it does seem to be kind of like a movie about movies by someone who doesn't know anything about movies, or assumes the audience doesn't know anything right. about right. movies and because it's... there's just there's not anything that's very. Specific Ever And
1: so I guess It's sort of like It's about the vague idea Of movies Or what could be movies
0: I I think they were just like (laughs) Well we need a setting And that needs to be This guy's thing Let's put it in a movie store Right and where the conversation
1: about. about films can eat up some screen time, too. I guess going back to also to, like, what is this movie? The fact that the video store is called Gumshoe Video, mm-hmm. like, that feels like it doesn't matter, right? Because, again, if this movie is supposed to be some sort of, like, weird noir parody or, like, the main character is obsessed with noir, which we don't really get, then it makes sense that his video is called Gumshoe right, Video. But, right. like, he doesn't seem to be. so like... It
2: just seemed to be that named that because the movie is called Watching the Detectives. Right, so it, so it seems like, like maybe, like, was, was there, like, an earlier
1: version of the script of where it was an entire sort of, like, noir parody and that kind of fell by the wayside? I don't some know. Something that also sort of struck me too was whenever we get scenes of the, I guess, the cinephiles uh, talking about movies at the movie shop, if you're actually getting at the content of their conversations, there's nothing that they're actually talking about. No, I know. I mean, I get so, it. like, that whole, like, Korean snuff cartoon versus arena anime, they're just yeah. saying those words. Yes, see, me. no, that's... Yes, so so what what Do will, zombies right. grow up? Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> not. What I, will, I will make an allowance for the South Korean versus Japanese anime thing, because I think at that point, you're supposed to be on Killian the Murphy's side, who's like, this is a fucking dumb conversation. It's right. yeah. just, like, a back and forth being like, no, anime! the then they're gonna be like, no, South Korea! They just keep going saying, like, anime! South Korean, Killian Murphy's like, fucking shut up! Because, like, at that point, he's tired of their bullshit. It's so, like, I will allow that. But I agree with Faith. The zombie conversation is just like it's like the dumbest, most basic shit. So like a bunch of drunken college students could say one night after. Like you watch *Night of the Living Dead*, and like but, but like why are they actually eating people? <laughs> like uh, what are uh, the actual uh, physics of zombies? Right, like, <laughs> and it's like and they're not even going into the actual. Ph- like it'd be one thing if someone was like, "All right, look, 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 this is how the digestive tract would actually work for a zombie. Let me explain it to you." And so they're just like, uh, "They, they got to eat brains. Like they're full of vomit. Why don't they throw up? I uh, uh, don't throw up. Just like this isn't like again. What I thought while watching this is that it's someone who saw *Clerks* and was right. like. But I worked in a video store, so what if I wrote clerks in a video store? And wouldn't it be so funny if people who are this into movies could tell you where you were at in the movie based on just looking at the film in a VHS? Oh, <laughs> yeah, tape,
2: that scene made me so angry because
1: yeah, it's, was why, it's wildly improbable. I will. Admit. I get.
2: I get what it's, they were going for, and that they were trying to emphasize that. Like, I these don't know movies are so nerdy well. yeah. that they would be. able that they to they can tell like from roughly a tape estimate
1: how much time where has you passed. were in the
2: scene, and yeah. I was like, okay, I'll go with you there, but. You need to give me something better than... They looked at how far the tape was reeled. And I'm like, you can tell from the tape if they're halfway through, if they're most of the way done, <laughs> like if they rewagged corners, it. 3
1: maybe? If you
2: gave me, like... <laughs> Here's the time code. What's going on at that point in the
1: movie? Then I would, you know, there's definitely people nerdy enough who could tell you what's going on in that scene. I feel so like, I, like I could accept it if it was one person at the store who had that. Like if, like, yeah. like the Peter Sellers type guy, like that was his shtick, is that he could look at the scene and be like, oh, this is where you are, and everyone else is like, that's nuts, that he can do that. But the fact that like everyone in the store, like who's hanging out, like up, like ah, and ah like, they and stopped everything. at this point. No, 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 they stopped at this point. Ah, I was here. And so like if it was just one guy, it's kind of like okay, that's like a little character quirk. Yeah, but but I think just like, the
0: fact all that all of them know all the movies. Like, everyone does every
1: movie, so they can look at a VHS tape and just see where they are when you saw it.
0: Well, them. All, the, all this is telling me, guys, is that you, you just aren't at their level yet. I guess so. <laughs> This is why I can never get a job at a video store. I don't know if I expressed this opinion in front of everyone or on mic yet, but when we were watching that scene, I've said it to different people at different points during the week, but uh, what they made me think of is, like, what is more... Which conversation is more infuriating, that conversation or the quote off in, in "Dream for an Insomniac," where they're quoting ah, like anything from oh. history and media of all time ever?
1: Honestly, kind of the quote off. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going <laughs> to say "Dream for an Insomniac" is still more infuriating to me.
0: I think the tape. Or is were they talking but about the probably. Holy Trinity of of Sinatra? Like, that's and, of right. Music, yeah, yeah. Where it's like Sinatra, but also Eddie Vedder. Right, Like, right. As, like the, the th- sphere at all? Yeah, the three figures that
1: modern people would have loved more than all else: Eddie Vedder, Sinatra. And I forget the Yeah, right. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Jeff Buckley or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I got a probably. But,
2: still, even if it's, a, I haven't seen it, but, like, a quote off makes more sense to me in that, yeah. you know, it's a little bit more just, feasible Because, like,
0: yeah. like, people than... could, like, pull different types of quotes from the different things that they like. It's not, like... And it's more likely that you super nerdy people would have yeah. a very broad
2: knowledge to know these obscure quotes, and I'm sure it'd be obnoxious to watch, but I'm like, this seems feasible, whereas yeah. the tape thing just does not seem it, feasible no. at all. That's yeah. like Class. they look like they want to look like they're people who know about movies, but they don't actually. Yeah, right. So they're like, "Well, we'll do this super nerdy thing," and it's like, "Okay, but that's not actually possible to do that." Like, you need to give me something that's a little more reachable.
1: <laughs> so let's start with Lucy Liu mm-hmm. playing Violet, Am I Violet. True. Cameron, Violet
0: and the Daffy, Daffy Dame, Dame. No. the Daffy
1: Dame, the Dizzy Dame, the Manic Pixie <laughs> Dream Dame, femme fatale apparently. I like Manic Pixie Dream Dame.
0: She's really
2: not. Nice. No, she's
1: not. I mean, she is in the sense that I guess she almost like in, in, indirectly gets him killed, which I guess a femme fatale could do. That enormous. was like, one like time. kind of in control yeah. of things more than femme fatales.
2: Usually in on it. Yeah. So. Going right, are a
1: little more like evil by nature too, and she's not. I guess.
2: Yeah, she does. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any Malice? like malicious, yeah. yeah, malicious undertones or overtones or anything. It's just kind of like, but,
0: lol. Just, I feel like doing but, this yeah, today. Like, uh, so she, she does send you. guys to like pretend to sexually assault.
2: Yeah, okay, them. that's, oh, that's so, admittedly there is that. <laughs> what? But I think the thing the with that, like we were talking about, is that it, that's played off as a joke too. It's not. Right. like, I'm going to intimidate him by doing this. Right. It's yeah. so just, like, just, just, sexual assault is funny. Just uh Clear
1: real quick what oh, the scene is. Dust. Yeah, <laughs> the scene is um, after they hide in the video store, and after they sort of break in and cause some trouble. Later the next morning, she has two friends of hers who are dressed like detectives come up to Killian Murphy in his video store and be like, "We want to know about your accomplice. Like, tell us where does she live? What's her phone number?" And he's like, "Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about." And they're like, "Well, like, they, if you don't tell us, this is what you're going to be wearing." And they give him a prison uniform that he has because he likes to wear various yeah. costumes whenever he's promoting specials at the video store. And they're like. Like now, and you know what else is gonna happen, right? And like, they throw the uniform on the floor, and one of the cops starts undoing his fly. And my first thought was like, he's gonna pee on the uniform. I just thought that he was just gonna be like. He's undoing weird... like his
2: whole pants. He's right. like opening his belt right. buckle and, and gonna be coming like, around. A weird, gross
1: thing to do. And then all of a sudden, he's like, starts chasing him around. I guess holding his dick and is like, like come here, come here, like this is what's gonna like you're gonna like fucking sodomize this yeah. guy because he's not telling you who his accomplices. And then all of a sudden, like when they go by the door, you see Lucy Lou's silhouette outside and be like, ha oh, ha! So funny. And then you cut to them in the car, pulling away Lucy Lou and all they're like, Hee
0: hee hee hee, he so
1: funny. Do you think we made though, you
0: think you were gonna be raped. At and part brothers. of that was just that guy going off script and off the rail, like that was just that guy's weird face. I'm sure it could be that maybe his fantasy is to be a police Lucy officer Lou? and
1: rape a video store clerk. Lucy yeah. Liu still thought it was hilarious, so she much so know. that because they have a says. full conversation with Kelly Murphy yeah. and then she goes back to his laughing. Yeah, she's still laughing. Yeah, so you
2: thought he, you were afraid he was going to bugger you, lol, right, and right. we're going to use the British bugger so that we don't have to say, you thought he was going to rape you, yeah. or us <laughs> all So we're going to lighten it up a little bit, with <laughs> that silly British word. I just I have know. a
1: fundamental question about Violet. What sure. does she want? She wants to, like, she's a chaotic neutral. She hates yeah. being bored. She's yeah. She yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Why, think, yeah, yeah. That's
0: like a chaotic evil who believes she's a chaotic good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she just like wants to like cause chaos. She right. Just, she's it's like she's a, like a kleptomaniac or like a, a, a compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. She just like is a compulsive prankster. Right. And she just <laughs> enjoys Killian Murphy as like the golden idol, of, Yeah. Of, yeah I mean, he has, uh, like, I've always fallen of, like, for it. The like, ideal real. like receptor for that because he I'm falls hard. for everything because he is just a dope of a man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean I think like the most really you get in terms of explanation is when they're in the graveyard and she just says like I have a condition and you kind of think that at the moment she's going to be like oh like this is why because she, she has like two weeks to live and she's just living life to the fullest blah 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 and she's like I have borophobia and for like five seconds Killian Murphy seems to be under the impression this is a real disease. And he's like, Borophobia. You see him thinking about Bor- it. Like, yeah, like a little, like, like, right, like the little monkey on like a dribble wheel <laughs> and his head, just kind like, of running around and he's like oh, phobia Like he gets oh, it. But I mean like the most you ever get is just that she's, I guess, afraid of things being boring. Right. So she wants things to be as ridiculous as possible all the time. And then at the end, which is what she says to him whenever he is on top of her naked, dripping wet on the couch, she says like, Oh, all of your exes are women like you've you've left them all after fifteen months because like after a year you look at them like they're a comfortable shoe. You could Bored with them because they can't live up to your movie heroines. So, like, I'm here to make sure your life is never boring, your life is fucking terrifying until the last but breath that you draw. <laughs> yes. You will never know if I actually peace, you'll you. never know peace. Right, or if I'm here, this is what your life is gonna be like. Killing your like, great sign me up. Can you imagine what their wedding would have been like? I mean she won't show. She's gonna like fucking run yeah. like bride him or, or something. Or she'll have like someone dressed up to yeah. look like her, and then the veil flips up and you're like, Oh my god, it's the giant man from the <laughs> That would be great. So he like this, playing this guy comes out, and Kelly Murphy's like, yep, yeah, no. all of this, okay. really must
0: makes sense yes. This is my fave pixie wife." <laughs> so um, zany. So <laughs> just speaking
1: of the uh, impossibly stupid and gullible, uh, let's talk about Kelly Murphy's character, whose character
0: name I do not remember. Neil. Neil. Neil, Neil Adventure. I think the character changes from start to end dramatically, yes. Yes. not in a growth kind of way, but no. like just like we forget. Sort of yes. About him. Right. When he starts <laughs>
1: off, he appears to be quite confident. Yeah. Quite yeah. charming. Um loves to do a joke loves to randomly have water, water thrown smoke. on his girlfriend and then watch what she does which is yeah. a really weird moment which is nuts again like I still don't get why he was doing that he wants to see how she responds okay so is the thought if you're dating someone this is your means of evaluating who they are as a person if a waiter spills water on their lap is it a question of like will you yell at the waiter because right. you think waiters suck and like you don't care about them or will you be like oh it's okay I understand accidents happen yeah. and like is that what he's trying to do in the scenario yeah, because amazing. it just seems like he just like thinks it would be hilarious if the
0: waiter spilled water. He's definitely trying to see how she reacts. It's not just like to fuck with her, but it's the inverse because he like wants her to overreact and to be like you know dramatic about it and the fact that she's not dramatic enough. Yeah. However, it is it is an incredibly sort of like skeevy manipulative thing to do to in any context to just try to like. Spy on someone manipulate or like manipulate someone. the yeah. situation so that you can learn something about them. So right. This, you know, that's something you do if you're like a corporate spy. <laughs> <So Yeah. she's, laughs> it's a- hadn't he kind of already decided to break up with her because she like didn't come to his party? Yeah. So it yeah. seemed
1: like he was already kind of over well, her to begin with. So like, like, which makes
2: like, more sense to break up over because I thought we were setting that up like oh the girlfriend's not really supportive of it but so then he's it's well yeah. like, oh, and, the- and we shouldn't be together I guess. Are these
1: the actions you want to have for your protagonist at the very beginning of like yeah? Because <laughs> immediately my takeaway when it was first watching this was like, oh, he's like not okay. We're not supposed <laughs> to like him. Yeah, right, no, I mean, look, that's the thing. That he's, he's like not okay. Right, you can certainly have that be your protagonist's actions. There's no reason why your protagonist couldn't be like this fucked up guy who does weird shit and then you either understand why he does it or he learns as the movie goes on that like why this is, why these are the actions of a lunatic. And we might have, <laughs> except the moment that Lucy Lou comes into the picture, he like reverses polarity right. and just becomes like the perfect yep. straight man Patsy Mark right. Marks he literally becomes, everything. Right, he becomes this like naive idiot as soon as she shows up, mm-hmm. and just, like, never, at, at various points, will never consider the fact that she is trying to pull one over on him, which is insane, first of all. It's really true, like, a fool me once, shame on you, fool me five times throughout the course of 94 <laughs> minutes, shame on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think of him in this movie? Like, I was
0: going to say, there's not much to it. I'm annoyed, but I kind of, so, like, I remember in 2007 when I wanted to watch the movie, I probably was like, oh, he's cute, yeah, I like the way he looks, and then... I think I'm, I guess I'm like yeah like Batman I thought he was attractive and I don't know if he just sounds drastically different but I was he, I find his voice so grating in this movie and I don't really know why it might be that he's sort of playing this like mumbly film nerd I mean there's certainly that um, yeah, he does kind of seem like somebody we would have gone to college with yeah <laughs> but I just am turned off by him in this movie and I don't know how much of it is the character and the voice he's using in this particular movie or I'm just less into how he looks than I thought I was or was back then I mean he's got like the awful kind of I mean the fashion in this movie yeah. Just take a sidebar. Is, it is terrible. It's oof. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> Kelly Murphy has very, like...
0: Schlubby, sh- like, I was like, going to say, like, baggy pants. bowling
1: alley chic Yes. Yeah. Like- yeah.
0: It's kind of like uh, that for it post was swingers sw- world. Yeah, yeah I, I think was the gonna
1: say for cool. in two thousand seven, it looked very nineties. I mean, like, I was I don't even know if it's necessarily nice. It feels like that was an early two thousands thing where for a brief period we were kind of like into that sort of look. It's on like man. kind of
0: vaguely retro, right? Yeah. Uh, like not he, like committing and like nothing fits, right? When,
1: yeah, exactly. Like his pants yeah, and shirts fit. are very baggy. When he takes his shirt off in the sex scene, his pants are like at nipple height. Yes. So, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, no, but it's like his belly, right? Like at belly button, which is like insane. Do we truthfully have any other characters to meaningfully discuss? No, no, film just, nerd I mean, friends are horrific. Yeah, it's it's them. just like it's kind of, sort of it's just a revolving door. Literally, what of can you say about other, any other characters. characters? I mean, like Sudeikis barely makes an impression in this movie. They're right? just Which, kind of warm bodies that come through yeah, and say lines. I guess like yeah. the best thing you can say for his career is that you wouldn't even remember he was in this movie how yeah. you see it. And I guess if you're curious to see if baby Jason Sudeikis looked exactly like the Jason Sudeikis of now, the answer is yes.
0: No. No, He's baby fat yeah. in his face yeah, and like he, yes. yeah he does his, his face is more rounded out you yeah. can tell like he's the same man yeah. he I definitely does like, younger, got younger. Yep. way hotter I would agree <laughs> with that
1: yeah he's not like bad looking here but he does look a lot younger here Yeah he's right? not he not also has like younger. a much worse haircut here than mm-hmm. he does yeah. now Peter Loner's I literally have nothing to say about him he's a non-character aside from his look horrific hair yeah, awful, yeah. so mm. greasy looking. Same yeah. from
0: that guy in Pacific Rim, the other, the, the other yes. scientist, <laughs> Burn Gorham Yeah, it's like the same like goober like hair. Yeah, and
1: like like just made out to be like such a video store hipster. Basically. Yeah, like that's mm. all that you can really. See I as don't character. think there's literally anyone else to talk about because I uh, there's nothing to say about the random men that Lucy Liu recruits to do this shit. I mean, like his
0: ex girlfriend like isn't really a character. Nope. and no. it's yeah, it's I guess it's just kind of like well we have to have other people in this world, right? And, like, like it's, he needs friends. Rounded out. It's like, yeah. I guess, there must be people. in oh, the, the it's couple, normal, right? So it's like, not just like boom. a chamber I, piece, right? Right. <laughs> and like the
1: couple, like again, who the couple really threw me because, like, I was confused because you first see them at the video store, so I thought they were video store employees, but like I guess they're not because you never see them there again, except when they briefly come in to go to the park with him. The way they interact, it felt like she was his sister. Or something. Right. I, yeah. I don't it know seems like how. Really, right, I don't know how to explain, it, but there were like sibling vibes happening yeah. there somehow. I don't know why, but there were. Um, I can't think of anyone else who's in this movie to talk about. <laughs> Josh Gad. Oh, well, but he's not in it. Uh, I know. The Josh 24. 24. 24. The ghost of Josh Gad. We could really feel his presence in every scene. Um, I think we need to watch it again and look for him Josh once more. I still
0: feel like he might be the video clerk when they're, like, talking to him from behind. I don't behind. think so. Do you but think then, he... like, when they switch to, like, the other scene, it's just, like, randomly another actor. Or maybe
1: they, like, they, they weren't satisfied with that actor's line read, so they're like... Gad, get in here and do an ADR. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, he, he must be somewhere. I'm going to tweet at Josh Gad later and figure out where mm-hmm. he is. Honestly, <laughs> if you do that...
0: he probably respond. He would probably, yeah, probably respond. respond. No,
1: it does. And I, I I really just... I need to know where Josh Gad was in this picture. Like I said, Paul Shear shows up for all of, like, two seconds. Honestly, it's kind of blinking, you miss it. Right, no, yeah. I saw him really quickly. And I was like, oh, hey, it's Paul shear And then, like, he never shows up yeah. ever again. Yeah. Brett Gelman pops in at the end. Who, I just... I, I had never seen Brett Gelman with hair right. before. I even though you can tell, like it's thinning hair, like right. it's not quite all there, but there um, is hair. But I found myself much more attracted to. He Brennan looks good. What yeah. can I say? Like than I was expecting to. I mean, yeah, like because he's just he aggressively leans into like a gross scumbags. Sport. Yeah, he it, plays right. a lot of scumbags. Yeah. So like, he's got a lot of like long, raggedy hair now. and He looks kind of like always scowling. Right. Like, but they're just like he looks like a relatively normal guy. Yeah. And that other guy who was there, what's was his name like Josh Pace. Josh Pace. Yeah. yeah who was like again an actor who's been in a whole bunch million of things, million, million things, at least one hundred
2: and seven.
1: At least one hundred and seven, according to IMDb. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I don't know. There's nothing more you can say about no. the characters because that's all there is. Yeah. Um, I want to say real quick, looking to score. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but one of the things that really jumps out at me is the scene where Lucy Liu and Killy Murphy are sitting on a bench opposite the video store that they broke into, spying on a police officer and the manager of the video store having a conversation. And Lucy Liu's doing this like whole little antic bit through it where she's like, like, and now the police officer is saying like, but like, what, well, like, who, who was it? Like, what did you see on the security cam? And the manager is saying like, oh, like it, it was just like a. Young couple older than kids but the girl looked like she could play a college student in a TV series like very charming very fun like and then she's just kind of doing this whole thing where she's like like you know it's like say, complimenting herself by being like and they're all wondering like who's this exotic wonderful beautiful right. woman and it's like it's kind of funny but the score for that moment is like this very sort of like noir kind of like detective-y like sneaky Broom. music yeah right yeah it's just sort of like it kind of kills Broom. any humor you might get from that scene because you feel like the score wants you to watch the scene and be like oh you should be concerned that at any moment the police officer
0: and the manager are going to turn their heads and yes. see them watching there and it's going to negatively affect them Would, somehow. Wouldn't yeah. have been helped if we had that uh, and I forget what movie this came from maybe uh, maybe you do remember that, but the this, this snoop 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 music from that movie where it was like snoop snoop snoop,
1: snoop. I forget what I mean. It was just kind of like a
0: more jaunty was it, like, wasn't, wasn't there
1: a, wasn't the, yeah I think it was because wasn't there that bit and fly flypaper where he walks his hand over to that There's- music?
0: There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, no, he, there's no bit in Flat Paper where he's doing this. <sighs> there is um, something. It wasn't Flat Paper because it's older. I think it predates us watching Flat Paper, but there was, like, a movie where somebody's sneaking around in an apartment and they're playing this, like, sort of more jaunty bass line of, like, dum There <laughs>
1: <laughs> There is a lot of, you know, We it's, were going, yeah, we were going. It's, like, yeah, aggressively, like, Mickey Mousing of the score where, like, as every foot hits the floor, it's like, boom. It's also just, like, I mean, almost every other song in this, just, like, stock music.
0: No. No, there's no, no they have songs. some, like, kind of. Because there's that weird scene where he's playing, like, oh, your guitar right. in the backyard to all of his cardboard cutouts and Lucy Lou, which there is a metal of Death Metal song. Oh. And then I think the band. I think in
2: the star like, is yeah. real. So to be clear, they're not well-known band. They're, I'm assuming that they are bands that the director or somebody in the film crew knows and is like, well, we can get the rights. Or the yeah. other yeah, kind of, of like up-and-coming recording of, artists. But
1: yeah. it's
0: not just like Generic Rock. It's not just
1: yeah. like. It's not like uh, pour some sugar on me or whatever it was. Pour, uh, pour your honey. Pour honey. your honey. Yeah, let me taste your honey. honey <laughs> from, <laughs> let um, me taste your honey from me. Let me taste your honey. Let me taste
0: your honey now. But to be clear, they named this movie after the song, but they couldn't get the song. The Elvis Costello song, which does not appear anywhere. This movie. That, Incredible. Yes. I love that fact. Yeah.
1: I mean, it is, it's kind of like a huge, like, swing and miss <laughs> a to be like, room, well, we yeah. named our movie after the song. Like, can't we have the right to Because I was like, no. I mean, Again. to be I fair, that's win. what happens
0: with all the goldmine. But... Ah. I mean, also, like that makes sense. Right. That's and I feel like I also mean, for, for this
1: movie, you should just change the name. You know? Yeah. Isn't it, like, um, and, like, what also, it there's no
0: detecting. Is it it? It? Right. Isn't so, it also
1: well, Just as a connection between this and uh, Dreams for Insomniac again, similar to how they couldn't get oh, the title get song, Sinatra. they couldn't get actual Sinatra. Right, so so they, they got Sinatra Jr. So they got his son to re record Sinatra songs. Because it sounds kind of like it. Kind of like And you're like, hey, that's incredible. voice alike. But if you listen to it closer, you're like, but this isn't a Sinatra song. Like, you listen to it and you're like, this is this is else. Yeah. Right, like yeah, this is like an uncanny valley synopsis. It it I just, I feel like it's the same level of like jank happening yeah. there. So the song "Watching the Detectives" is about like a couple in a relationship, I believe, and it's just one of the cu- one of the people in the relationship keeps watching like movies and like basically like being like, "Boy, movies are great, movies are great." And the other person's like, "No, come on, like let's do something." And the other person's like, "Nope, gonna keep watching movies all the time." Thank you. Which like is kind of, I guess, what maybe this movie was about, yeah. or it was meant to be about. Right. Well,
2: but. If I looked at the lyrics yeah. to watching the detectives, because so like, it's been a while since I've heard that song, and like the synopsis in Wikipedia is, is what you just said. But yeah. I'm like, but there's not really anything in the lyrics about that. No, the lyrics are very that. like vague. It's just like this woman and she keeps watching the detectives. They're so cute and right. It's like, yeah, it's just like okay. a bunch of like noir sort of things. Yeah, but like, maybe
0: just Elvis Costello said
2: at one point that's yeah. what the song was about. This is what but... it's about. But like, if you look at just the, no, the lyrics, lyrics are very it's like, like uh, you wouldn't pull uh, right. that from no, that. No,
1: I, I so I'm I agree like with okay.
2: I guess in a way it is like which I exactly. I'm like, well, that lines up well with the movie. Movie because yeah. it tells you what it's about, but it doesn't actually demonstrate. <laughs> it's
1: actually yeah, you need someone to come in and tell you after the fact. No, this is what it is. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, should we get into fixes? I yeah, was just about yeah. to say, does anyone fix feel particularly <laughs> <it. really> strong? <laughs> I'm gonna, pause, so mine's on the clock here. All right, yeah. mine's very short and yeah, simple. Go ahead. Just no offense to anyone, but I did not feel particularly inspired by this film in my mm. fix. I'm but... offended. Uh, I'm so sorry How dare you. Where's my Where's my glass with my drink in and it? Just throw <laughs> yeah, to you. Yeah, to you. you beat me It's it a race to that joke. Uh, always a smash reference. Yep. Okay, um, so my fix to this movie is I'm I am fine with it kind of being a series of weird kind of gotcha hijinks uh from her but what i would need from him for this movie to change in the way i would like it to be is i would need for him to have like a mounting like oh come the fuck on like what what is this i need I, the fact that he is that gullible i'm not satisfied that they lampshade that in the movie it's not enough it's truly really just like why are you so fucking gullible so i need him to kind of start to catch on to that and realize i think after a certain point that she doesn't exist and he is entirely a like amalgamation of all of his like crazy film character loves that in his loneliness, because he's chased everyone away with his weird watching tendencies so and bringing like, pranks on people to do that. Is this
0: like when you put, like, Love Actually in a mental house? Yes, it, it is. is. It is.
1: <laughs> except that classic Ravel levity. Yeah. Um, it turns out he's been in a mental institution the whole time. I <laughs> yeah, hate looking into yeah, a snowboard. Right, yeah. It's okay. like, no, it's, it's like a Dr. Caligari thing. <laughs> Lucy Liu comes in, but she says, doctor, and his doctor's like, oh, someday we Oh, he'll be of an interactive society again. (laughs) I think what it's going to take, actually, for him to kind of throw this off, because I'd like the movie for it to end with him not really needing her anymore and she kind of, like, fades out. So in my mind, my thought is once he kind of assembles the spine to, like, challenge what's going on and actually... He could actually be someone who does just watch movies and not actually do things. and Maybe is pining after the things he sees happening, but not actually doing anything close to it. Um, I would think that she maybe finally dissolves when he, like, fucking picks up a basketball or something. You know what I mean? Um, so what
0: an that's, inspiring movie. That's that's what I, mean. yeah. I do love the
1: idea of, like, she's like, he's like reaching for the basketball. She's like, no! Don't do it! And he, like, reaches
0: the and She's like, yeah! And then face like, shimmers in the face.
1: He's like, I'm cured.
2: He goes to throw it to her for a
0: junk slam, as they call it in the movie, and she fades Just away. Just goes right through her. <laughs> yeah. And it goes through the basket.
1: That'd be amazing. Yeah.
0: The thing that I really didn't like was I did not like the kooky woman as, like, the inciting factor for everything. Yeah. And so... In mind, there's gonna be Neil and Violet. They both work in a video store. Maybe Violet's kind of like a newer employee, and like maybe, you know, she's a little weird and like quiet, and like he likes her, and they're trying to get to know each other. And then there's gonna be this like mysterious figure that comes in to the store and there's (laughs) (laughs) I was going to get to casting, and now that's (laughs) so much better but (laughs) and so there's kind of just this mysterious figure is kind of going to lead them on this like weird like sort of maybe after hours type adventure where there's like all these like escalating incidents throughout the night it's going to turn out like maybe the mysterious figure is like her ex-boyfriend and like that's going to be some kind of character development for her and in the end you know they're going to use their their movie smarts to kind of, like, solve this whole puzzle and, like, get themselves out of this situation and then maybe decide, like, hey, maybe we do watch too many movies and our, you know, life is just too weird. And for casting, I was gonna do Jason Sudeikis as Neil... Keep Lucy Liu as Violet, hmm. and then make Killian Murphy like the weird, mysterious figure because I like That's him a lot better when yeah. he plays weird characters. And I thought yeah. Sadekus would be a better romantic lead because Killian Murphy's not that good at it in this situation. <laughs> no, I mean it's, to be fair, I think
1: they don't have great chemistry in this movie, and I don't know how much hmm. it's just the fact the characters are shit versus I don't know. them. Not I, don't super know. I like them
0: together in like the graveyard scene yeah, and like can. some of the scenes where they're not being insane. I right, actually but think they, like
1: few and far between.
0: Yeah, I think they can play off each other well. Like, but it's just they're so badly written that. The, it just doesn't work so
1: yeah I, I wanted to say just real quick this wasn't something we talked about I kind of mentioned wanting to talk about it. one of the things I really just don't care for in this movie and why I'm kind of dumping it from my fix altogether is the fact that like I guess Lucy Liu is supposed to be either a femme fatale or a screwball comedy heroine. She comes up as more of a manic pixie dream girl. And I guess it's just like watching this, like, you have to think to yourself, well, what stops a screwball comedy heroine from being a manic pixie dream girl in these scenarios? Mm-hmm. What is the difference between the two? And is it just literally that, like, her her motive or intent is what changes it? Maybe maybe with a screwball comedy heroine, it's because she's doing all these things for herself, and it's not that she feels like she's pandering to this man. Mm-hmm. It feels like this man is just kind of along for the ride while she's doing all this wacky shit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's the something like that that's probably a, like a bigger conversation that someone could have that we don't really have time for right now <laughs> so i i want to kind of omit all that shit entirely. Basically, if it were up to me, the one thing I guess that I kind of liked about this movie is that it's a bunch of nerds working in a video store and they realize that they're screwed because there's this much larger corporate conglomerate who has moved into their town and has opened, you know, this enormous blockbuster style video store. And I, I think if you just kind of want to deal with, you know, these people, maybe like, you know, you can do the sort of things that are doing this movie where it's like, oh, like, we have to sabotage the other video stores somehow. We have to play pranks on them or whatever. Or fuck up all their DVD and move them to different cases or all whatever bullshit you want to do. I kind of like that. You can still maybe have the idea that maybe Lucy Lou is kind of like what you had faith is like an employee who comes to work in this store who's sort of new to this world. She's kind of like like, I just want a job. Like I just need a place yeah. to work at and she goes in this place with like all these fucking nerds who are just like so 100% hellbent wholly committed to this world and she's just like guys this is a job like it's fine like I'll help you out with this because I need money still but everyone needs to like take a step back and just realize that you know that this isn't real right yeah. the world's not gonna end right and so I just I, I think like again I am very loath to ever tell a movie you should be more like clerks but maybe this should be a little bit more like clerks because like that almost always is like a recipe for disaster in a movie like you just can't do that but it's closer in the right direction the right. setting
0: was what attracted me in the first place yeah so like because- I
1: think the idea of it being kind of, like, a workplace-style comedy and could end with a conglomerate leamy, It could end with this video store going out of business. Like, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. It's but kind of like
0: Empire pa- Records.
1: Yeah, play. so the idea <laughs> could literally just be, like, it's a, it's a movie about all these people who work in a video store, and that's about yeah. it. That's all I care about.
2: I kind of have, like, two half faces. <laughs> um, so because in the description it described Lucy Liu as a femme fatale mm-hmm. um, in the beginning when they go to Media Giant which is the name of the story, I feel like we should I mention might. it's not just like a Media Giant mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Media Giant is the actual name of the store. Um when they go there and she's like pretending to like rock and do all this I was like oh wait is she does she work for Media Giant <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's trying to trick him into I don't know what that um, would be a prank that into, would make sense exactly yeah. so I was does. like And then that clearly, you know, turns out to not be the case at all, and it goes in five other directions instead. So one idea would be to have her actually be a femme fatale, Mm -hmm. but kind of disguise that by, like, I'm just going to be a manic pixie pixie dream girl, (laughs) and, like oh, I'm pranking you, but kind of like subtly sabotaging yeah. his indie business, and then they end up falling in love, and then it's like, oh, awkward, because I actually was just supposed to mess with you, but I do actually like you, and I feel bad, because now your video store is going to be run into the ground, which right. is, and I have to deal with that. Um, and then the other thing is, if it's going to be a Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing, we're going to stick with that as an actual trope that's going to happen. I would want to do something like... What I kind of liked about 500 Days of Summer was that, like, initially she's played off of that as that, um, the character of Summer, but then, like, as you're watching it, you're like, no, actually, Tom is projecting that onto her, and Summer's just kind of legitimately doing her own thing, but Tom is making her into this, so to do something similar with that, where, like, she, I guess, I if she wants to be whimsical or whatever. 'Cause what the thing that bothered me is she actually called him out at the end for again, we didn't really have a basis for it, mm-hmm. with her seemingly to out of nowhere know about his previous partners, even though they never talk about his dating history everywhere. She's like, Oh, every fifteen months, like randomly fifteen months, you get bored with your girlfriend and you just have to you know, because they're not living up to your standards of heroines and your movies that you watch all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's a valid point. But the the they don't put it on him to learn from that. Right. It's like, so I guess I Lucy Lou takes like, it on. I have to like, be a well, I better be very interesting to keep you interested. Not like you need to do some self reflection and realize that this is a problem yeah. that you need to deal with. So maybe if she kind of like you know escalates something to the you know like the pranks kind of start to get out of control and he's yeah. like, you know. Um, I guess that's kind of a forked to past too. She can either be kind of like doing normal perky things and he has to realize over time, like she doesn't exist just to entertain me. She's just doing her own thing. Or if she does like she does in the actual movie where it actually escalates and it's like, oh, now we're committing crimes. I guess this isn't as fun as it is in the movies. I guess I don't want like, you know, a heroine like that in real life is mm-hmm. best in movies, so I should just leave it there. Basically, Killian Murphy should
0: just be a better person. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad... That that sound completely no. fair. <laughs> uh, last but certainly not least. Alright, so a couple of the ideas that I had touch on some of the other things. Uh, I think mostly Meg's... And... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. I think my original idea that I came to this thing with was... Mostly based on yours. Okay. There's elements of faith in another idea that I had. There's two ideas that I had during the, the discussion. The one that I came with was to go back and screwball comedy fy this. We didn't really touch on this, I think, in the discussion as much, maybe as, I, as maybe we should have, but like, I want to separate the concepts of like a screwball comedy heroine from a manic picture girl. I mm-hmm. feel like they're they are similar but very different Uh, because yeah. I think both of them, the Venn diagram in between, <laughs> is like. They uh, have, like, a positive impact on the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Like, they... Generally, the male protagonist is, like, something is wrong with the way he's living his life. Yeah, so, like, in the, in the middle of that Venn diagram of manic pixie dream girl and screwball comedy heroine, it's like, yeah, this male protagonist's life is in need of some shake-up, or uh, it needs to be impacted positively somehow, but only, you know, this this female figure can, can do. Um, but... I feel like the Manning Pixie Dream Girl is, like, a more toxic version of that, where it's, like, she only exists to, like, ease this man's—this sensitive man's pain. Yeah. And has no, like, life really unto herself, um, or, or, like, depth unto herself. She's just, like, a bubbly girl. Um, whereas the—in Scribble Comedy—and I still think we can have, like, silly—we can have silly boys, too. Yeah, whatever. Like, they're silly—they're silly ladies, silly girls— and they just have, they, they just, exist. like, live by the seat of their pants. Yeah. And they don't, they, they don't have depth of but it's not in, like, they don't, they also don't exist to, like, appease men. They no. are, they're doing their own thing. Yeah. And the yeah. men are swept up. Right, and the men rain. come along yes. for the rise. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's just sort of, they're sort of hapless about it all. So I want to go back to that and not deal with, like, because I, I don't feel like we get into that with this movie as it is anyway, because Killian Murphy isn't really depicted as, like, it's not, you know, he's not, like... Shouting into a quarry with his anguish, you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 running back. around the base, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> He's so he, he did that. though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so crazy. But then, to be fair, that is inflicted pain, not existing pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I would go. The initial one was a martial comedy, but it was this media giant arc where mm. Lucy Liu works for media giant, and. Uh, is actually interested and passionate about movies. And so it, it starts off as, like, well, you're gonna go fuck up. Go, like, scout out this mm. guy, because, like, boo, we want his collection and real estate spot or whatever. And she, in a sort of Catherine Hepburn, Susan Vance kind of way, like, just kind of, like, instantly falls in love with him on first sight and is, like, instant turnabout. I'm going to, like, help this guy sabotage me from the inside. And sort of mm. this impetus of, like, that s- sneaking into media giant and fucking up the dvd starts this like escalating chain of like she's being a double a- and he has no idea the whole time that she works for media giant yeah thinks that she's this like maniac that's like doing all this stuff it might you know maybe it dovetails with the gambling Is like maybe the executives are in the like illegal black detective <laughs> and they somehow like you know get the executives <laughs> found out for like doing illicit gambling or, or, or something. like laundering the money yeah because i I, yeah. I still think that it should sort of touch on these like High concept genre things of like doing a heist and things like that and you know different shenanigans like that So that was the initial one was that was that but she was still very much like a wacky uh, Dizzy dame mm-hmm. from a screwball comedy then the other one I had that I came up with was just the, a sitcom screwball comedy, like we like we joked about earlier in the discussion, where uh, every week is a new thing. Every episode yeah. is that like, how is Killian Murphy going to get just like duped again? <laughs> what, <laughs> what new caper awaits? Yeah, like what new caper? But it, yeah, I, I think that would be interesting. It would be kind of funny to see like that the screwball comedy old school like dynamic, but played out weekly in a sitcom format, where like. You know the pilot is maybe like the the the, the screwball comedy movie of them like meeting and falling in love, and now it's like, it's like every movie is the sequel to bringing a baby. Where it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck mm-hmm. is going to happen yeah. to this guy, to this doctor, this poor archaeologist now? Where the fuck is he? He's a what is He's his a paleontologist, paleontologist, right? paleontologist. I mean, or he yeah. works in a museum, but yeah, yeah, he's some sort of science man. <laughs> yeah, he, he does the science. Science man. He does science the science. Um, science. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that as a concept, but it, you could still have you could still do the movie thing, and you could still do the genre thing. And then the, the other one I again was I think that. Faith mentioned the genre. Thing, but I did like the idea that she appears into his life and maybe she is knowledgeable about movies or she's not, but she's interested in in movies by virtue of he's interested in movies. Yeah, and because he likes the movies, she's like, Well, I'll just like, I'm good at causing actual chaos, I can make him have all these (laughs) chaotic genre adventures. Yeah, because I'm so chaotic. And so, like, she just is like, Well, you you liked Western, so I thought we'd have a shootout. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, It's a shootout for you to have, or like. Yeah, you like heist movies, so let's rub a bank. Yeah, you know, like... So like having him do like sort of roping him into all of these crazy schemes. So those were the three uh, main ideas that I had. The last
1: traditional segment is: Would you recommend this? No. I mean, I guess
0: I technically did, but recommending it for this podcast is different than recommending it to the general for, like, public. For life, so, yeah. Uh, I can't really throw stones about this, <laughs> but the the let's let's try to keep in mind that the reason we started this podcast was that some of these movies should be redeemable. Right. There's something we liked about them. Right. Mm-hmm. We sometimes get up in these movies where I wonder what what anyone liked about. Yeah. Um, Did we like anything about? Was there anything (sighs) interesting about this? I I feel like I remember when I first watched it. I was watching it and like the first half hour, I was just like, "This is insufferable," and I hate this. And like towards Mm. the middle, when like once the characters kind of calm down, then I'm just like, "This is okay. I don't mind this." Mm. And then it just keeps going in like more weird directions, Mm. which is kind of why I was just thinking, I'm like. I think there are ways you can fix this. I I I, I, like the idea of this. I I think I had
1: the reverse, where, like, I was okay for about ten minutes or so, and then immediately just started going, like, and just crashing and burning as the runtime went on.
2: Yeah, it seems like a very long 90 minutes in that I was like, (laughs) I kind of get... The kernel of what you were going for, but you would need to completely over yeah. this in order to make it. Yeah, you know, like you were saying, sometimes you have movies that were like, "Well, we just tweak yeah. this and kind of fix that and this." I'm just kind of like or, yeah, throw I, the whole movie out. I'm just,
0: <laughs> I've put in movies where I'm like, I just liked this character. Yeah, I like. I liked, I liked the, this one scene. I, yeah, I mean, I think I just liked the setting, and I was also kind of wondering. I'm just like, I like this. No. on these awful, <laughs> pe- awful no, people no, no. in this video store because no. I feel like I. So yeah. long as yeah. I can never
2: throw a video. to at you, yeah. and we can look at it and tell Although, me. Although I do want to check
1: out, tell me, I do want to check out some Korean snuff cartoons. <laughs> of course, <but laughs> Wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's um. Next episode of Why Watch? It's, um, uh,
1: Korean snuff Korean cartoons. Yeah, cartoons. just we, all, we should all watch a bunch of them. Yeah, get back and talk about which ones we like. <laughs> but <laughs> no. okay, I want to watch anime. As long as it's Japanese not, as long as it's Japanese deathmatch <laughs> anime. No, yes. <laughs> just watch What's Up Doc instead. Like, just watch better movies. Yeah, raising Arizona. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun doing this. I was so glad to be able to see. Two old okay. friends of the yeah. show to mm-hmm. come back. It's I think we're two our,
0: our first guests
1: that we've had in a long time too. Yeah. Yes. Well,
0: yes. Th- there has been a pandemic where you can kind of have to limit the people you're hanging True. around for a while. So True.
1: what's that? <laughs> all right, um, come back in two weeks and we'll have a mini. Come at us, bro. Come, come at, at us, And Bruce. <laughs> uh, Bruce. Bruce. facebookcom slash Ywatch Podcast. 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 Um. Draftpack.com. Ding all the bells. Yep, that's it. Uh, give us five stars or nothing at all. Yeah, Apple Bye. Pop. Bye. 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 It
0: must end. We're at an hour twine. <laughs> I
1: just like watching the detectives. I don't get cute. I just like watching the detectives.